following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's time to discuss AFC and NFC West draft needs. The draft is only a couple days away, and we are here to break it all down for you. We're going to talk about the, uh, the defending AFC and NFL champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. What do they still need to put them back over the top and make a return trip? Uh, what do the Chargers need to do to push themselves over the top and possibly overtake the Chiefs? Is there anything the Broncos can do to rewrite the ship and, and get themselves relevant? And then the NFC, we've got the 49ers coming off a disastrous end of the season with their quarterback collapse uh, due to health issues. What do they need so that they can make a run and get themselves back where they felt they should have been all year last year? All that and more here coming up right now on Belly Up Fantasy Live. Dylan Rieger getting traded to Minnesota changes nothing. Six foot four guys running four fours. These guys don't grow on trees. And a lot of times I'm willing to bet on, especially, you know, long term on the freak athlete. You don't ever want to overreact to what guys look like in preseason. There's been a ton of preseason all-stars that never make rosters or, or never pan out. There's the whistle. That means it is time for Belly Up Fantasy Live. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Chase Thornton, coming to you, as always, from the Mott and Bailey Basement Bar here. And we are going to talk some AFC, NFC West draft needs here for fantasy purposes. Uh, draft coming up here this Thursday. Looking forward to it. I, I hope you guys all are, too. I'm ready to get back to talking and, and, and dealing with some actual football after the, uh, the kind of dead zone that we've had here. Uh, bringing in right now, joining me, as always, Mr. Kevin Wilson. Kevin, how are we doing this morning? Uh, we're doing good, Chase, and uh, it's good to be here. We had a great time last weekend, celebrate my mom's birthday, and uh, but we're back now, and uh, we're ready to get busy. It's, there's certainly a lot to talk about. No, nope, it's good to have you back. Good to have you in. Uh, we, we missed you last week, but you're back just in time to talk about your team, the Seattle Seahawks, <laughs> and their division, the NFC West. We're talking about both. Yeah, there it is. We're talking about the Wests today. Uh, as we said, you know, we, we've got the defending AFC champions here in the Chiefs. Uh, we've got a team that looked like they were going to be meeting them in the Super Bowl and the 49ers. Uh, the Seahawks, of course, uh, you know, had a good run last year and then it kind of fell apart on them after they went to Germany. Uh, but you know, we've got some contending teams here in, in the West. And, uh, you know, That's right. there, are, there are some high-powered offenses, but there are definitely – some holes and some of them that have come up quite recently. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about this, you know, when we bring up the chargers, but obviously high powered offense in Los Angeles, but Keenan Allen getting a little bit older. Uh, they do not have a very deep wide receiver depth chart. Austin Eckler requesting a trade, which kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people and shocked a lot of people. Uh, you know, on top of that, we've got your team, the Seahawks uh, who, you know, as always, Stop me if you've heard this, but they're looking for offensive line help. Uh, there's some speculation about whether they could take a quarterback if one of the top, top guys falls to them somehow. Stop that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Uh, and they have a very top-heavy but not very deep uh, wide receiver core uh, themselves. We've got the Rams trying to right the ship after uh, you know a long stretch of F-them picks. Uh, they don't have anything real high to – 
to try and uh, to try and get things going here, but uh, they've got needs as well. So a lot to talk about. Let's start it off with the AFC West, and we'll we'll start it off with those Kansas City Chiefs here, uh, defending AFC champions, defending Super Bowl champions. Great game against the Philadelphia Eagles there. Uh, you know this past uh, this past Super Bowl. Uh, you're talking about a team here with Patrick Mahomes, possibly the best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, I don't think there's a giant argument there. I mean, you know, you can no. debate it, but you know, you're not going to get. Yeah, if you debate yeah. it, you're, yeah, you're and, yeah, right. nobody's pushing him out of the top three. I, I would think right now. No, uh, but but you're talking about a team here that has the, uh, according to PFF, uh, Pro Football Focus rankings last season, they they had the number four offensive line. You're talking about a team that had the number eight DST in fantasy per uh, in fantasy football last season. You're talking about a team that's pretty strong across the board. Uh, now it's a team that when they, when they lost Tyreek Hill, everybody kind of went up in arms. Oh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Uh, they brought in Juju Smith Schuster. They just kind of kept throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey and things kind of, you know, matriculated from there. Uh, but they do lose Juju Smith Schuster. Now this off season, Travis Kelsey is another year older. Uh, they lost tackle Orlando Brown, uh, letting him go. Now, now they, they did bring in Juwan Taylor, uh, to replace to ostensibly replace him uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars, but this is a team that, despite being so powerful, they do have a couple of needs here. Uh, I would I would argue that wide receiver is still a need for them, yeah, even even if Kadarius Tony uh, finally looks like Kadar the Kadarius Tony we've all thought he was supposed to look like. Uh, we saw glimpses of it last year. He looked much better after he went to Kansas City. He was actually healthier healthy er, which is er, a relative term yeah, with, er, yeah. with Kadarius Tony uh, after he got there, but they do also have sky Moore coming back. They have still have Justin Ross, who was a hyped <laughs> prospect until the neck uh, issue cropped up on him, but we didn't even get to see him last season. So there are, there are possibilities there, but I see wide receivers a need for this team. What yeah, do you first. see as the biggest need, at least fantasy wise for the Kansas city chiefs next season? Well, it'd be nice, you know, I think you're 100% right when it comes to the wide receiver position because uh, if we're waiting for uh, some of these guys to uh, explode, we might want to hold off on that uh, health-wise and everything else. And uh, they are, at, of course, you know, they're defending champions, so they're at the back end of the first round. So they can – and Sky Moore – we thought there would be a lot more coming out of him. So I'm not exactly confident that we're going to see big growths out of these wide receivers. So I think at, at uh, number 31, they definitely need to, to look at wide receiver position. Cause they don't, as you said, they don't have a lot of needs elsewhere. So if they get a wide receiver and they could do some things, of course, they're the champions. We know that. So, at number 31, I have, uh, let's see here, Jalen Hyatt is my guy that I think goes over there, wide receiver over out of Tennessee. And he's a boom or bust kind of wide receiver. And he's definitely one of, you know, he could go to Kansas City and and hook up with, with the best quarterback in, in the land, as we mentioned. So I think he can bring out the potential that, uh, that he has. And, and he, he could really help him out a lot. 
Definitely. Yeah. And he's, he's a guy that uh, it's not as touted a wide receiver class as we had last season. No, um, it's not nearly this, as that. No. no, this year it's actually the tight end draft, uh, you know, right. according to everybody's you know, calculations here. Yeah. You, um, me, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is another, it's, it's another uh, position that I think they, they could look at. They should look at probably for the future, right, because but we'll talk you know, about we all that. Know the greatest tight end in the world can't play forever. He can't live forever. Uh, yeah. Right. Or he, hopefully he lives forever, but he can't play forever. Right. Probably. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, the wide receiver depth chart there, Valdez Scantling, Marcus Valdez Scantling. I've yeah, seen plenty yeah, of him. Yeah. I think we know what so he is at this point. MVS, I can't begin to tell you. He's so not sick. a number one wide right receiver. He's, he's not, not a number one, number not one. a number two, maybe even not a number three. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's 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 much more of a two A, two B kind of he's that guy you want to take a shot with a couple of times a game, but he's not a number one capable wide receiver. He's just not. And no, I, no, he's no. capable of playing in the NFL. He's a decent wide receiver, it, it, decent, yeah, decent player in the NFL. Not, he's better at football than I am, but right. he's just not a number okay. one wide receiver. Right. And if he wasn't a number one wide receiver with, with Aaron Rodgers, then no. he's not going to be one. No, exactly. And, you know, Kadarius Tony, I, I like what Kadarius Tony can bring. I think he showed some flashes last season. If the question with him is always going to be healthy. Tony is not a winning prospect. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that is a that's a big gamble. There's long odds there that he stays healthy. No, now, he no, did yeah, look good last season. If he could move down in the pecking order, then I think he, they really might have something going on. If yeah, if if you're not counting in terms of building a wide receiver depth chart for for your real life football team, if you're not counting on Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez Scantling to be your top two guys, right? You've got some talent on that on that right. roster, but right now they're counting on them as the top two. Yeah. Don't make no. him number two or any of that. Sky Moore, uh, we, we'll yeah. see. We just we don't know yet really we, what yeah, we, we have. Yeah, we don't know. And and all the hype that he hit, I, I thought we'd get a lot more out of Sky Moore with, you know, once again, you got the greatest quarterback in the world and you can't develop. That That's red flags to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if he can have some growth this year and make a leap, but – with Tony there kind of taking some of his shine probably plus they, they, they do bring in Richie James uh, who yeah. was kind of a surprise, was kind of a surprise stabilizer for the New York giants last season. Uh, when they brought him in, they have Justin Watson. They've got Justin Ross. Like we said, they brought in Emir Smith, Marset, who, you know, the ex Viking, they've got a lot of guys on this roster right now. A lot in of this guys. wide receiver room that are just yeah, a lot of guys, guys, and be unknown guys that you really can't count on seeing, you know, you can't count on the idea that this is going to be your, you're going to be able to find a one and a two out of this group here. Now they have the luxury of Travis Kelsey, who kind of is their yeah, wide receiver that, one by default, but also playing tight end for them, obviously. But I think bringing somebody in from this draft class that, that, you know, that could inject some playmaking ability to that wide receiver room. Um, yeah, they got to. Yeah, that would really help. That would really help. Um, but, you know, again, we look at, and I, I like the, I, I like your idea, Jalen Hyatt. Hyatt's somebody who, who should be there at the end of the first round for them. Right. Um, he's kind of, he's, he's right on that day one, day two line there, where if they like him and if he's their guy, hey, get him. You're spending the last, 
pick in the first round. Well, you're not blowing you look a top at a guy pick. that could score touchdowns. He was second in all of FBS in touchdowns for wide right. receiver last year. Right. No, and and coming from a team that surprised a lot of people in the SEC this year. Yep. And know, they threw the football all over the place. Yes, they did. Uh, tight end, though, I really do think should be a consideration for them. And I don't say that in terms of, and I realize that for a fantasy program that, that any tight end they draft this year, barring some kind of catastrophic, we don't even want to put it into the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Don't put, yeah. Don't put that into. Yeah. So no right. dust will settle on that. And, but behind and, Travis you know, Kelsey, we don't want it to mature at all. Noah Gray, Blake Bell, Jody Fortson. They've got a solid tight end room in terms of actual football players. But none of those guys looks like he's going to be able to be Travis Kelsey if and when Travis Kelsey is no longer the tight end one in Kansas City. With this being such a strong and such a deep tight end class, there's a possibility they could go out and get a playmaker at that yeah. tight end position for the future to be the heir apparent. And hey, and they could wait on that and still get that right. They don't have to even spend, I mean we've uh, joked about, yeah, it's the 31st because of the Miami debacle there, but it, you know, they, it's the last pick in the first round, but they don't even have to use that to be able to wait and get no, a sure possible don't. playmaking tight end with the plethora of options that's out there this season. So is, I mean, is there a name that you think, or is that, is, is that a position you think they should look at? What's your take on tight end in the draft for Kansas city? Well, I think you nailed it because there are a lot of names that we can bring up for them. And one of the guys that uh, I think we could talk about is uh, Will Mallory out of Miami, who is a consistent but not explosive guy. They've got the explosive guy at tight end already, of course. But if they can bring in a guy that's consistent, then maybe that's what they need. And they can get him later on in the draft. Um He's guys that's got four or five four speed out of the tight end spot. So if they decide to do that, I think that'd be fine because you could wait around maybe uh, third round. They could take him and then and do some things with their second pick, and uh, they could do that. So um, you know because they could use their their second pick on a like a cornerback. Sure. And still get the third round tight end that they're that we're talking about. I think that would be a successful draft for them. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's just there's there's so many options. There, there's there's so many options at at that tight end position from this draft. And it, it, the nice so thing <laughs> we've brought it up a couple of times now. They're the defending na- national champion, the defending NFL champions. They're the Super Bowl champs they have the luxury of being able to take for the most part luxury picks. They don't have a ton of holes on this team. Right. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, if you want to wait and take a shot at your guy, yeah, you don't have to trade up or stretch to get a tight end. If you want, absolutely not in this draft, the best tight end in the game already, you know, B it's a deep, it's deep and it's a luxury pick. anyway. You can afford to take, a guy that you're excited about his athleticism, maybe, but not necessarily ready to jump in right away. And that's true. Honestly, it's true at tight end. It's probably true at wide receiver too, even though they don't have a strong wide receiver room in terms of, you know, a top one and two, 
we've they didn't necessarily have the best wide receiver room in the in the league no. last season. Didn't we all thought they'd collapse without Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes just comes out and MVPs all over the place, and and there we have it. <laughs> yeah. um, the the one other position I would like to see them take a look at. This is a team that had, I, as I said, the number four offensive line in in the league last season, according to PFF. But they lose Orlando Brown. They bring in Juwan Taylor. They're going to put him at left tackle to protect the game's most valuable asset in Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. Right. Uh, I would like to see them look at tackle in this in this draft at some. And point. there are some tackles that we could talk about. Yeah, Not so the, much maybe interior linemen, but tackles. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, this is, and we'll bring this up later because there are a couple of teams in this in the West here on, on in both uh, both conferences. There are some teams that really need some help on the interior offensive line, and unfortunately, this is uh, poss- This is one of the weakest interior offensive line drafts that we've seen in the last couple right. of years. They're only going to um, see probably two go in the first round. I'm suspecting, and and that's and that's a big if. Yeah, exactly. Now there are, I mean, there's a bunch of day two type guys, but that's the problem. There's a bunch of day two type guys. Do you really want to blow your first round pick on a day two type guy? even if it's no. a need. I mean, if you're doing no. BPA best player available kind of thing, uh, and s- trying to set your, your program up for long-term success, you're not looking at probably most of these interior guys in the first round, but at tackle. Yeah, there are more, there are more options. And again, this is a team that was strong enough on the offensive line and is strong enough everywhere else that they may be able to take a little bit more of an athletic project type guy at tackle where, if you get one of the guys that's available at 31, cause it's, it's pick 30, it's 32nd pick, but it's the 31st pick that's going to be taken because of the dolphins not having their pick at 21. But we're, you know, it's, it's the kind of draft where you, they can afford to take a guy who's maybe a little bit more of a, of a project. If he can't start week one, that's okay. If they can develop the guy, uh, but yeah, tackle is, is a position I would really like to see them take. Is there a guy that you maybe have targeted for them at the end of the first round or well there's or a guy in the that second? I'm I'm interested to see, maybe not at the end of the first round, but there's a guy that I think either they or the 49ers, which we could talk about, we're which we're gonna talk about. And that's the guy uh I'm talking about is Blake Freeland, the offensive tackle out of BYU. And so uh he's a guy, he's six eight. 302. He's huge. And um, his offensive uh, athleticism right. at, uh, offensive tackle is number one. So there's a guy right there that if they do what we're saying, they take that, that wide receiver at the first round, they could get somebody like, like Blake and, and, and develop him. Cause it's, he's a guy that's, de- that, that he's progressed. What's the word? I'm, he's predicted to be starting off maybe as a backup, but could develop into a solid starter. So yeah, there's yeah. a guy that you can, if you're Kansas City, and you know, bring him up and get him seasoned and everything else. Plug him in. There's your offensive line right there. And a, a guy who's six eight and athletic is is a hell of a luxury to have in the in the NFL on the offensive line and if they bring him in as a as a project i mean yeah they've got they've even got time possibly to and they've got a little bit of versatility to be able to see if that guy is it, it, whoever they bring in whether it's him or right. anyone else 
do we have a left tackle? Do we have a right tackle? Because Juwan Taylor, he's a guy that's played both in his college career. Exactly. They could put him at right. They could put him at left. See and see where he works out, and see where Jawan Taylor works out as they bring him in from from uh, Jacksonville as well. It, is he truly your left tackle, or do you need to stick him on the right? So they've got they've they've got some options depending on whom they bring in. Uh, but yeah, I, I think those are the three positions fantasy wise. Those are the three positions I'd like to see them uh, hammer home on. Obviously, they don't need a quarterback. I think yeah. Isaiah Pacheco looks like uh, looks like a, a solid running back, especially for what they want to do. Right. Um, We'll see what and, happens and you going forward with Clyde Edwards. Mahomes keep getting hammered. No, no, right? They need so, to keep him protected. Yeah, you, know, you know, one hammer might be all it takes. So <laughs> you got to protect. Right? Him. So looking now at the second place team in that division from last season, the the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, right. Los Angeles Chargers again, high powered offense here, um, but some holes here. Now, you know, they yep. only have the seventeenth ranked offensive line. Uh, last season. So, I mean, they're, they're middle of the pack there. Um, didn't have quite the defensive season that we all kind of wanted to see out of them. Now, some of that was injuries. They, they brought in some pretty high profile names that didn't, weren't able to see the field much for them and that, but uh, this is one of the best top two wide receiver rooms in the league. Right. But after that, it, it gets a little shaky. And honestly, I, you know, I mean, they've got a top four. They bring back Jalen Guyton. They just re-signed him. Uh, Josh Palmer is a guy whom I like. Has done it. Has and has done, done it. it. And but, I mean, actually both of those guys. Now, Guyton is, is nice for, a, for a, a deep threat, but hasn't been overly consistent. But we've got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, a couple of, you know, twin towers on the outside they there. They stay on the field. But they need to both be able to stay on the field. Exactly. And after that, and, and Allen has a contract that they are not locked into him for long term here now. In fact, they're well, not really fine, all that. They, they're not locked it. into him this season if they want to save some money. Uh, now it's pretty late in the I, game I to think be talking about that. Would be crazy to move on from him right now, but yeah. But it's a possibility, depending on it what is. happens here with with the rest of their roster. Um, so wide receiver is a position they could look to go, um, especially like say for that slot type guy. But okay. uh, running back all of a sudden looks like another could direction be. this team probably needs could to be. go with. With Austin Eckler now, Austin Eckler requests the trade, and we haven't heard a ton about I that. Heard lately. much since he said that, right? And some right. of that. So we don't know what's going on with that. So you got to. I expect he'll return. I I expect so, he'll be back, but uh, but he is he is getting older for one at 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 a bad position to get older at. There's no good place to get old, right. but running back is a position where you get old quick. And it happens quickly. Uh, but he, he's already requested a trade, so we're not sure how happy he is being there. Behind him, they've got Kelly. They've got Isaiah Spiller, last year's draft pick, who did not turn out to really be as much as I think a lot of us wanted him to be for for Los Angeles. So between those two positions, between wide receiver and running back, which one do you think is, A, the bigger need, Uh and B, which direction do you think that they will go, or do you? Which one do you think they will address? It depends on how the first round shakes out. The I think he'll be gone. But what would happen? Let's say Bijan Robinson is sitting there. <laughs> okay, so he's uh, such he's a wild card in this whole thing. Attached to the Chargers, and I don't think he'll be there. So I might just be blowing smoke right now. 
But if he is sitting there at 21, he's coming off the board, I think. So if uh, if not, then they need to uh, go ahead and hold off on, you know, because there are any running backs I see coming off the board in the first round. No, so other than Robinson, that. no. Yeah. Right. So no. if they decide to go uh, wide receiver and maybe they decide, well, there's no great wide receivers either here. So maybe when they're on the clock at 54, I got Josh Downs, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. There you go. Go there over you go. there. You talk about the slot. You just talked about that a minute ago. And he is he's a slot receiver. He's got quickness out of the slot. And a playmaker. So that yep. solves all kinds of problems for them. So if they go and get him in, like I said, at pick 54, there's lots and lots of upside to me there. Right, and you know the Chargers. Chargers are the first team to benefit from the from the Dolphins debacle and losing their draft pick. Chargers picking at twenty two are, are actually going to get the twenty first guy now if they if they right. stay put. Yeah, I, and, now they have been they've been attached to Bijan Robinson in uh, a I've lot of mock that. drafts I, I've seen, but that's assuming the dude gets there. Still sitting there, but if he is, well, go get and, him. and and that's the thing. I mean. You, you know, luckily for the Chargers, at least they are in front of, for the time being, they're in front of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, who are also reportedly enamored with Bijan. I think everybody's enamored with Bijan. I just don't think everybody necessarily has a need, and I don't think everybody wants to take a uh, running back in the first round, especially as high as some of these teams yeah. could. Yeah, we've you know, would have to take him. If if Philadelphia takes him, that's the team that I see. <laughs> That will take all of this completely off the table. Right. They could take him. At, Robinson uh, is number such, 10. Yeah. He's such a wild card in this whole thing because, yeah, if, he, if he goes, he's good enough to go in the top 10. Right. Who needs if him up was, there if necessarily? This was 20 years ago, he'd come off the board. Oh, he'd be a top five pick Absolutely. 20 years it's ago. It's not even that long ago because we're no. talking about Z. It's not been that long ago since he went off the board well, and, and in the top uh, five. And yeah, so, and we know we like we said we know Dallas loves their their running backs, but they love their early but, guys. Yeah, the Cowboys are going to have to come off of that number twenty six spot to get. If they want, if they want B. John, I th- I think they probably do. I think I don't think that they can afford to wait quite that long. Um, but yeah, Bijan would be a hell of a pick if he fell that far, or if they even if they jumped up to get him. If they jumped up to get him, though. What happens with Austin Eckler then? Well, maybe not exact, maybe nothing because he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. So maybe, and they maybe just this him is to be not the receiver. greatest thing if you own Austin. Let's say this happens and you own Austin Eckler in, in Dynasty. Maybe that's not the best thing that could happen because obviously that's going to cut into his production. So, but. Yeah, it's a a frustrating thing to think about. Right, if you own them, which I don't. So (laughs) I do actually in one league. Okay, so but but, you know we're talking about if Robinson could go to the Chargers. You know, there's all kinds of upside for him. I think if he went to the Philadelphia, there's upside there too. Oh, I I think that's his. I think that's the dream scenario for him and for them. If he winds up in L.A. Uh, yeah, yeah. If if Robinson ends up with the Chargers, it's it's kind of a one year bummer in terms of like you. I don't think you get that immediate explosive impact that you would get 
if he goes to say, obviously Philadelphia, because I, I think what it does is it takes a couple of top 10 running backs and moves them into the uh, running back two range. Because I think, I, I don't, I don't think that either of Austin Eckler's value as one of the top two or three fantasy running backs the last several years, his value is that he runs the ball for them and he catches the ball for them. If you bring in, you bring in Bijan Robinson. Now Bijan Robinson, who can do it all too ostensibly. Right. Bijan is that, not being asked to do it all. That's an issue for Austin Eckler. It's and true. Eckler is not being asked to do it all. And Eckler is not being asked to do he's being asked to do even less of the running than he already was doing. Uh, so I think what you do is you take it. Yeah. If Bijan goes to LA, it takes a couple of top 10 running backs and actually moves them back into running back two territory for this season, depending on whether or not they keep Austin Eckler. If Eckler is out the door or obviously if, if they don't end up getting Bijan, this whole point's moot, but um, that that's a hell of a scenario to think about there. Uh, yeah. Moving on farther down the uh, the the rankings here in the AFC West, the Las Vegas Raiders coming up next. Right, this is a team that surprised had a, has a had a surprisingly successful offensive line last season. Number ten ranked from right. PFF. If, it, if they didn't have that, their whole well, it kind of fell apart anyway. Right, but right, it would have been an abject disaster area. Right, cactus in the desert and all that sort of thing if it wasn't for that. Now it's also the team that had the number 31 ranked DST in, in fantasy football. Right. And there's, there are a ton of upgrades they could make on that side of the ball that would help everybody. Right. There are. But offensively here now uh, on that offensive line, the one real kind of weakness that they have is probably on the interior at the guard positions. Now, unfortunately, we, as we just talked about, as we just talked about, this is not a great, uh, this is not a great draft for guards. You are not taking somebody with the number seven overall pick. You're not, You're not taking it. an interior offensive lineman on this draft. Now, when you get to round two, round two, seven, pick seven and round two. Now that, now we're talking much more the, the wheelhouse for taking some of the top prospects on the interior offensive line. They do need a guard. Uh, Alex bars was uh, their right guard was probably their weakest point on their offensive line last season. Um, and woefully. So, um, that's a spot where now they could look at taking somebody like uh, Michael Schmitz from, from Minnesota. If Osiris Torrance somehow happened to still be there, who is the hands down top offensive line interior prospect in this draft. Uh, if he somehow happened to still be there at two seven, that would be a guy that would be fun to see there uh, blocking for Josh Jacobs and possibly Zamir white in the future. Um, Offensive guard is one position I think they could go, but tight end to me seems to be a big need for this team. You right. went from having a relative a position of, of strength. Excellent. Couple of couple of you know relative strength guys there in terms of Darren Waller. Couldn't Gone. stay healthy a lot for them, but was an absolute beast of a weapon when when he was healthy and and now moves on to New York. Uh, and Foster Moreau, who was a very good and capable Which backup I tight end, started to like him and then didn't. Yeah. Well, and now, not only did he enter free agency, but then takes the takes the physical with the uh, New Orleans Saints, I believe it was. Finds out that he has cancer. He's going to be taking the year off, at least the year off, trying to get himself healthy right. and well. And we that's, wish him all the, the best. That, so, yeah. But you went from having two guys that made that room a relative strength on your team 
to now they bring in Austin Hooper. They bring in OJ Howard who are fine football players in real life. I'm sure their mothers love them. I'm sure I'm not getting excited over that. But no, they they are not the playmakers that you had in Darren Waller or the steady solid presence that you had in Foster Moreau. Deep tight end draft. You said you had a couple of names for me. Let's uh, let let's hear what you think they could do. This is a team again that's picking with the, okay. they have the number seven pick in round one, two, and three. Okay, so um, I think that uh, there are tight ends as we talked about. So I don't I don't think they go anywhere in that area in the first or second round. Third round comes around. A couple of names. One's Payne Durham, the Purdue tight end. Okay. And um, he has a 20% share in his career at Purdue at all their touchdowns, all of them. So he's a guy that can catch the ball. He's a guy that can score the ball. And so if that doesn't excite anybody, then another uh, Big Ten tight end is Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Sam Laporta. Who uh, is a little undersized but I think that he can do some things at the tight end position and uh, wouldn't cost as nearly as much as some of these others that we could talk about that uh, either of those two guys, I think would be a good addition to that tight end. Yeah. I I mean, (laughs) Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta was about the best thing going for the, uh, for the Iowa offense here. Um, Right. You're talking about, I mean, six, four, two forty nine. So, I mean, he's not a giant, but at the same time, I mean, the, the way that he, he broke 14 tackles, I mean, last season, that, right. you, you can't teach that. I mean, that that's, no. that's something that you've either got the gigantic right. size right. or you've got the, the, just the, the know-how to, to make it happen. Um, you know, not coming from a giant pass heavy offense there in, in Iowa, but right. we've it's seen other Iowa that. tight ends move on, you know, George Kittle, anybody. Um, yeah. we've seen other Iowa tight ends move on and, and, and have success in the league here. Um, he's the number, he's the number five ranked. Maybe he's somewhere around number five ranked uh, tight end prospect there possibility that he is. Yeah. That he is still there for them, especially picking at the top of the third round like that. Uh, he is a day two prospect. I think Sam Laporta, but yeah, yeah, so, he would be a yeah, real so, fun one to yeah. watch. He yeah, could be so a real Laporta fun one to watch. May not be there in the third. He may, he may, may not, not be there in the third, may but not if, be if there in the is, third. Go ahead and get him. Oh, if he is, he's if he is, he's a he's a jump on that kind of guy. Yeah, Definitely. that's when you go, you know, you grab your card and you slam it into the commissioner's <laughs> hand or whoever it is that's doing right. it at that time. Right. No, I, I definitely think, you know, that's that's the one. I mean, they brought in Jacoby Myers, who now can be a number two, doesn't have to try and be a number one guy anymore. They bring in Jacoby Myers. He can be the number two guy behind Devontae Adams. They still have Hunter right. Renfro, yeah. who just two years ago was a top 12 fantasy pros- uh, fantasy wide receiver because of his uh, his his PPR you know, prowess here. He, kept, he can catch a lot of balls for you and move the sticks. Um, so I, I don't think that they need to look at wide receiver. I, I hope they don't fall into that no. old uh, Raider no. trap of just looking at the fastest guy on the board and thinking that they should take him number one overall. Um, tight end would right. be the, the I, position that I really would like to see them. I would like to mind. see that. And, uh, you know, one of the guys that, that, cause we talked about offensive guard isn't big, but Peter Skaronsky, yeah. if I'm saying that correctly, can yep. play tackle or guard. So n- number seven, he's a he's, guy that they he's one of those classic really tackle prospects with short arms that everybody thinks, well, he's got short arms. He's got to move inside. Well, 
we've seen other that's guys with short arms. To, can, I mean, if you can play football, you can play football, dude. Right. And so there's that's plenty of dudes with long arms that can't play. Tackle. Really help them if they can get him at guard. That would that would be that would be fun. Um, I have seen now if somehow now they brought in Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously right. lost Derek Carr, let him go. Right. But they also lose Jared Stidham. They let right. him. Uh, they let him sign with the Denver Broncos, who we'll talk about here in two seconds. <laughs> but they, they 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 bring in Garoppolo if if one of the top four guys, one of the top four quarterback prospects. We're probably talking more about Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. But if one of those right. two guys is there at seven somehow, do they take him? And should they? You know, those are the two names that I've seen attached to the Raiders more than. Any other name that we could talk about right now, right at number seven, because if you look at it, there's going to be three, at least three quarterbacks off the board, at least three. And then you got Will Anderson and then you've got whatever we're going to talk about Seattle in a minute, but uh, they're not taking a quarterback. So <laughs> I think one of those two guys could very possibly be sitting there at number seven. And, um, and there's a couple of guys that I think because of the Raiders that, uh, you know, because Anthony Richardson's got all kinds of flags on him, even though he had a great pro day and whatever else. And so, and Will Levitt, I think that he could be an excellent quarterback, but at number seven, I think that's kind of stretching it just a little bit. But the Raiders are the team that I could see making that pick. Oh, yeah. If one of the top four guys falls, I could, I could see that. I don't think they move up. I don't think they try to move up. I don't think they have to move up. They, they brought in Jimmy G. Jimmy G, for no, all of no his trials and tribulations, is a good, solid quarterback. He is not a step down. He's basically a lateral move from Derek Carr, right? And now they didn't go – they weren't right. going necessarily anywhere with Derek Carr, but were they – I mean, they're not going to go anywhere with – if they get Bryce Young, heck, if they – I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be too hyperbolic here, but I mean, if, if they could move Patrick Mahomes across the AFC West, I'm not necessarily sure that this team's going anywhere just yet. Okay. No, but I mean, if one of the top guys is there, I, yeah, there, why not? Why not? It's too early to jump on say Hendon hooker. If the top four guys are gone. And that's the guy right there. Second round pick. That makes more sense to me. If he were there at the two Raiders. seven, so, you know, if he's there I, at two seven, jump on. Or if you want to move up off of two seven to come get him in the back end of the first round somehow, that makes much more sense to me from a Raider standpoint. It does for me too. And uh, right. he's a guy who, you know, he's got he's got upside. He just has to be healthy, and you can get him. And not and if it doesn't work out, it's not nearly as bad as. If you pick number seven and it and, doesn't yeah, work. And, and flop on that and fail on that. Right. I agree completely. That's the Jets all about that. <laughs> all right. Before we move on and talk about the Broncos, wrap up the AFC West here. What are you drinking this morning? You drinking anything this morning? You got I anything am drinking. I've got some uh, Twisted Berry Bud Light Seltzer going on right here. There we, there we go. Going light, so, going light yeah. and fresh for the yeah. morning. Yeah, we get, you know, it's still morning. All right. So, you know, I want to be doubling down, you know, too much. In the morning, so I am drinking a Hakan Honeybach from Earthrider. It's a brewery up here in in Superior okay. Denise area, and uh, man, I love it. It's I like I like a Bach anyway. 
And Bob, I like I like everything Earth Rider, everything I've hit of Earth Rider I really like, but man, this this was a uh, bold choice for the morning. I'll tell you that this it, okay. yeah, it's a little str- okay. little strong, but uh, <laughs> heck yeah, man! I'm gonna fire up another one here in the second half. All right, okay. uh, so we'll move on to the Broncos here, and the Broncos, a team that disappointed a lot of people last year. They don't have a ton of uh, high draft capital. Everybody, the, and, yeah, yeah, because of because of the Russell Wilson trade. They are they are out of the first round from from now until the river freezes to the over. end of time, right? Um, <laughs> they do have back to back selections here early in the third round. That's their that's their first picks, three four and three five are their first picks at the moment, and it's a right. team with holes, and it's a team it that's does. been linked to to trading one of their star wide receivers in in you know star is a relative term, but Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton. They've got Tim Patrick coming back off of off of injury here, um, but Javante Williams, they're what everybody in fantasy wants to be star stud running back, uh, coming off a major knee injury here, he may not be ready for the start of the season. They do bring in Samaje Piran, but okay. running back, uh, Piran is not necessarily young. He's he's been more of a pass catcher in his career, although. He has shown at times that he can handle the load for, for short stretches. He's not Javante Williams if Javante Williams is healthy. But honestly, right now, Javante Williams is not Javante Williams because he's not right. healthy. Right. So running back, probably the one position that they have in terms of the skill positions on offense that they have a absolute need at. Do you yeah, see them probably- going there? Do you see them trying to go there, trade up for it? I mean, they're not picking until the third round. So, so they're not having to waste "quote unquote" draft capital early in the draft on that. No. Do you think that that's a position they could go with there with one of those two third round? I, I picks think or? I think so because, as you mentioned, that if they're not the worst running back room, they're 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 in contention for it without Williams, yeah. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, and if they're at number three, as you mentioned, you know, in the third round, uh, they're just some names that you could throw at them. I, and there's no running backs that really blows your doors off other than Bijan Robinson to me. So, and there, there are some guys though that could do some damage. And one of those is one of them from your conference. That's chase Brown out of Illinois. And so they can get him in the, in the later stages of the draft. And, um, another guy, uh, you want to go uh, a little bit below the star teams and um Dwayne McBride out of UAB. All right. Al- UAB down there. Not Alabama per se. Okay. But the, he plays in Alabama. So maybe he knows a little bit something about running the football. So that's a some of those guys right in that range would be available to them. And you wouldn't have to trade up, you know, and give up more assets because They've already given up the asset, right? So, I don't, I don't think that would be productive for them to try and and you know don't become the Rams and don't have a first round pick. You know, we're going to talk about them. So, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, so that's something that they could do, and um, because their defense, they're strong on defense. They've got the skilled offensive positions, right? No, that right, and they've, they've got, they've got a good. De- they've got a good all defense. You have to do is you know, stop, you know, doing, you know, whatever it is, you know, just whatever he's doing over yeah. there saying, you know, stop dinking you know, around and just cook. 
you know, yeah, praise all, you know, everything will be fine or whatever. He needs to get in and 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 leave that guru off to the side, like Sean Payton wants him to do, and get, just play some football. Right. Um, and, and, you know, uh, another name I think running back wise that they could look at, who should be there by the time that they're picking. Obviously, um, you know, they're like I said, they're they're picking at the top of the of the third round. They're they're picking early, obviously in the fourth round as well. On day three, they've got the sixth overall pick on on Saturday. But uh, Rashawn Johnson, speaking of Bijan Robinson, his backup at Texas, Rashawn that's, Johnson, that's a name that I should have mentioned there. as well. I've, I've got he's him a guy that here. should be there. Yes. And he's, he's 85, 85 broken tackles over the last two seasons on only eight. That's the highest tackle, broken tackle rate in the country in the last two years in college football. 85 broken tackles on only 189 attempts. Basically, one out of every two carries, almost essentially, one out of every two, two and a half carries, he's breaking a tackle from a guy. You can't bring the maybe, guy down with just yeah, one. Maybe one, that tells you dude. that he needs to be able to get out in space a little more. And that's that's been the fun when he's been healthy. That's been the fun of watching Javante Williams is that he's so damned hard to bring down. He is such a violent, hard, difficult to tackle runner. Bringing in a guy like Rashawn Johnson, who can also run that same style, uh, would be, I think, would be a real fun move for them, uh, for the Broncos. The only other area that I really see that, I mean, on offense, that they really need to probably bring somebody in, I'd like to see them bring in a center. Um, but again, it's a weak, it's a weak draft class. Being a weak draft class in the interior offensive line is kind of can can be a double edged sword, depending on how these NFL GMs want to play this. It's a sh- it's a shallow position, so do they jump early and use the all the use all those guys up that are worth taking, or because they're not as talented and don't have those early round grades, do they then somehow last longer? I'm not going to count think, on that kind of thing. I don't right. know if they can find an impact center in this draft um, with where they're. Well, you're not going to find fall. an impact center in the third round to begin with. Right. That's what I so, mean. With where they're yeah, picking, so I think, I think Tipman from Wisconsin, I think uh, Michael Schmitz from, from, from Minnesota. I think, I think the top centers are gone by the time they pick in the third round. Um, so I'm not sure they necessarily have the, uh, the firepower to be able to, to take that this season and, and, and run with that. Uh, we're going to take a break then real quick. We're going to listen to our, uh, our manscape spot there and our friend Daniel Mater telling us all about that. And then when we come back on the other side, we're going to hit that NFC West finally. And we're going to get to Kevin's team here, the Seahawks. But first off, as we said, let's, let's, uh, let's hear from our good friends over at Manscaped. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. 
It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. There we have it. Like we said, get over there to manscaped.com. Use that promo code BELLYUP20. Get yourself a you know, good discount on some, some great gear, some great products. You don't have to just you don't have to just spend it on the on the tools if yep. if, if you're not a you know a weed whacker type guy, uh, they've got they've got plenty of uh, you know beard oils and and shampoos and, and body stuff, washes yeah. things like that. So get on over there to manscaped.com. Help our uh, help our partners yep. out. Help us give out. a thumbs up to Manscaped. I went to the uh, you know my my uh, mailbox the other day and had a delivery from Manscaped. I didn't know I was coming, so I was quite pleased <laughs> yeah. with that. So. Masgate, thumbs up all the way around. Heck yeah! All right, uh, moving on here now. Let's uh, let's look at the uh, the NFC. Pardon me, the NFC West. Now, right. we'll start at the top there with the 49ers. Your you know your second favorite team, <laughs> <laughs> maybe second favorite team to see lose. Whoever's playing That's the right. Seahawks and the 49ers, let's let's see them lose. Again, a team without a ton of holes. I mean, they they brought they bring right. in Christian McCaffrey last season. They somehow keep problems. plugging the hole at, at quarterback, like you know, like like the old story of the of the kid sticking his fingers in the dam and all the leaks in the dam. Um, somehow pulled that off. Now, obviously, it, it caught up with him in the in the end there when when you've literally got every quarterback on your roster injured, mm-hmm. and and Joe Montana has arthritic knees, and and Steve Young mm-hmm. has a has a studio job. You can't bring anybody That's- else in. They 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 just ran out of luck at the end there. But not a team with a ton of, of needs offensively, especially no. at the skill positions, okay? No. Um, but also a team – we're talking about a team that one of the strengths of this – of the 49ers you know, attack last season was the play of their offensive line, the number seven ranked offensive line, according to PFF. Now, they lose a couple of guys along that line, including Mike McGlinchey, their, their right tackle who goes to uh, – who moved out of Denver. Um they still have the possibly best tackle in the world at Trent Williams at left tackle, but right tackle right now, they're looking at trying to start maybe Jalen Moore or Matt Pryor. Now that's a position I could see them. That's a position I could see them going at. Now, again, with all the moves that they made though, last season and the last several seasons, the trade up for Trey Lance took them out of the first round for, for, for a while. The, Trade for for McCaffrey only exacerbated that issue. So this right. is not a team with a lot of high draft capital. They they don't no. have a pick until the thirty sixth pick in the third round. Right. They have no first or second round pick. No. And and they and got three third round picks, but three third round picks that are essentially fourth round picks because they all come after thirty two. <laughs> They've got like yeah three basically compensatory picks at the yeah. end of the third round, tail end of the third it's round, and then they don't get to the fifth. Yeah. Then but, they don't you know, put the If you're a team like the 49ers, that's you know, you could t- take three third round picks and turn them into starters. Right. Right. They, they have that they team seem to have that, that ability. So exactly. 
So this is a team that needs a tackle. I right. think they probably need a guard as well. Uh, Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford aren't aren't great options. Spencer, Spencer Burford, especially, uh, I think is is a guy that's a replacement level player at guard. So I, I really think they should and need to look at offensive line in this draft. They will. Um, but here's here's one of my here's here's a maybe a curveball. Fantasy wise, I know I know we don't like talking about these guys in fantasy, but they are looking at they want they're they're going to run Zane Gonzalez out at kicker for a team with a high powered offense, ostensibly a high powered offense who we think is going to score some points. Okay, uh, this is this is a kicker position that's that should be on your fantasy radar. Okay. Okay. Is, does Zane Gonzalez move the needle for you though, or is kicker a position they should look at possibly taking a guy in? Uh, what what say you? You go ahead. You take that. Okay. Um, that's not a position I was really looking at far as for uh, you know them, but uh, it's not it's not a position anybody necessarily looks at. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. and so. And so I think that you know, with with a bunch of later round picks, they're not the Raiders and taking a punter in the first round, <laughs> so, right? So so that's a situation that could work out for them. And um, if you're going to have three third round picks, maybe you do that. Right. I mean, I mean now there there's not a, there are not a ton of guys out there right now. Uh, that that look like they're top kicker type prospects, um, but I mean you've got you've got Jake Moody out of Michigan, who okay. only kicked eighty two percent in college, um, but he's yeah, perfect but he on he's Michigan. perfect on his point for that. Don't yeah, you? perfect on his point after, and he and he played in Michigan. He kicked at Michigan, right? Um, right? He's he's not he doesn't have a real big leg. Okay, you've got Chad Ryland out of Maryland, possibly. He's got a bigger leg. He's got a little bit bigger leg than than uh, Moody does, but again, you know, only I mean, made less than eighty percent of his kicks in in college. Um, there's not a ton of great picks here. There's not a ton of of, of there's not a, a knockdown, you know, lights out prospect like there has been in other years or you know, and the, yeah, there's definitely not a Sebastian Janikowski here where you're going right. to consider taking him anywhere, you know, anywhere near above the fifth round. But with, I mean, this, like we said, this is a team, San Francisco doesn't pick until round three, pick 36, but then they've got 11 picks after that. <laughs> they've got right. an so absolute, you do all kinds of different metric things. F ton of, of picks Absolutely. at the so, end of the round. You know, and, uh, and let's say you hit on six of those. Right. Right. You're, you're in good shape. Anywhere. If you get, if Anywhere. you get half of your in special position, teams guys off you of that strap. Out yeah. of 11 after the right. third round. Right, or third you round a, and after. Get a bunch of backup safeties and and linebackers and and late wide receivers that can play special teams for you, and then right. be successful when you're talking about picking where they're okay. picking right now. But right. I just when when they're not taught when we're not talking about the type of draft capital that that other teams have when we're talking about such low picks. I mean, yeah, hey, why not take a shot on a kicker to to push Zane Gonzalez? Zane Gonzalez is a He's a professional kicker. He should be kicking somewhere in the NFL this year. I just don't know that I'm thrilled about the idea of him being the kicker for for San Francisco all season when this is an offense that should score some points. 
Um, and honestly, until Brock Purdy's healthy or unless Brock Purdy's healthy or unless Trey Lance turns into Trey Lance that they right. thought he was going to be when they traded up for him. That's um, why I, early I, in the I season, hear, especially they may need, they may need to, to kick the ball a lot. Right. And I hear, you know, the, the, these rumors that they're looking to maybe move Trey Lance and stuff like that. I think that's, you, no, 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 no. Well, they pulled in Sam Darnold. They've got a, they've got there. an option. Neither <laughs> of them are healthy. So, and, and Purdy, you know, he, is he a flash in the pan? Right. Or is he the second coming of Joe Montana? I like, I like Brock Purdy. I think Brock I Purdy too. is and should I'm, be their starter. If and when he's healthy. Him. But I think that if you can have two, you can not spend any money on the two guys. They're on rookie contracts. Both of them. Not only are they on rookie contracts, Brock Purdy is on Mr. Irrelevance contract. Right. He's on a, He's not even, uh, he's not, you don't even have to worry about a fifth year option for him yet or anything. He's no. not going to cost you twenty million per year for five, six, seven years yet. Right. So <laughs> right, I so. think you keep both of them around and just make sure one is healthy at least. Right. And then, you know, the other guy's healthy as well. Then See how maybe we make the move. There we go. Let's okay. Let's move north from San Francisco. Let's get to your team finally that, that, that you've been waiting to talk about. Because I want I want to know you've got the inside scoop, or you should have a lot more of an inside scoop than I do here sitting in the upper Midwest. Seahawks. Here's here's my here's my list of what I wish they would look at here in this draft, or what I think they could and should look at okay. fantasy wise. But then I want to hear where you think you're going and what what you think they're going to be doing here. Wide receiver I see as a major need for them in terms of at least depth, if nothing else. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett have an argument to be the top two, uh, you know, in terms of the, when you're looking at top two in the wide receiver room, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett might be the top one, two combo in the game. Cincinnati might argue with that a little bit, but, but DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett are solid after them though. There's almost literally nobody in that. In that as it gets. I mean, there, there's there's literally nobody else in that room. D. Eskridge. We're not going to talk about D. Eskridge because no one else is. They're not talking about it. <laughs> let's, let's, let's please not do that. Center, I see as a position where they could they could stand to upgrade. Uh, okay. But again, it's a bad interior Got offensive a name line. There for you. There we go. Though okay. Uh, I, and again, a team that a team that's got the luxury of two first round picks and two second round picks. I mean, this this team that's going to be picking a lot here in the early right. rounds. Um, they've got five picks in the first two days. So, I mean, they, this is a team that if they decided say with their second first round pick or their first second round pick to take one of these shallow talent pool interior offensive line guys, you know, they're not out anything because they, they've got the fifth overall pick. Thanks to the Russell Wilson trade and the Denver Bronco collapse. Yeah. And I know you don't want to hear this, (laughs) but quarterback is a position that they could decide to look at, especially if all the chips fall just right. What is, what's your take on the Seahawks? Where do you think they need to go? Where do you think they will go here in the draft? Floor is yours. Well, at number five, and the good thing about all these quarterbacks, right, that slides some players back to you that would have normally maybe gone high, you know, at the top of the draft. And so I think the only player that they can reasonably look at that won't be there. Will Anderson will not be there at number five. I agree. And if he is, you know, somehow, <laughs> then 
there's nothing to the front further table. to discuss. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. So, but uh, I, we'll talk about the team in a little bit about who could determine where Will Anderson is going to go. But uh, when it comes to that number five pick, their defense was almost the undoing of their entire franchise last year after they hit on Smith and everything else. And, and there's the rookie running back comes in, saves the day and everything, but their defense, we're talking about the team that used to have the Legion of boom. And it was the Legion yeah. of just this past year. <laughs> all you have to do is look at the game that they played against the Raiders and Josh Jacobs ran all over them. Yeah. Oh, right, it was a tough game to watch. Yeah, it was a tough <laughs> yeah. game to watch, especially. I'm not even a Seahawks fan. I'm a, you know, of course, Seahawks. There it is. Not a Raiders guy. They used to be in the same division as the Raiders, so that's built-in hate for them. So that was. I bet, tough I'll to bet watch. we have. I'll bet we have viewers that have no idea that that even was a thing. The Raiders Probably and the Seahawks not. used to be in the same division. They used to be in the yeah. same division. We could have easily been talking about them in the AFC West okay. with the Broncos. And a couple Kansas of teams City. wearing silver back in the '80s. That's right. So. <laughs> Regardless of that, so at number five, the t- the guy that I'm hearing that's attached to the Seahawks more than anyone else is Jalen Carter. Yes, and out of Georgia, and so, and the reason why I'm hearing that is because if there's a coach that can get him to his maximum potential, Pete Carroll is that coach. So, it'll be very interesting to me if they. And I also heard they might trade back, but I don't. I think they'll stay there. They earn that number five pick. So it might be Jalen Carter and uh, might be Wilson out of Texas Tech. And you wouldn't think of defense out of Texas Tech, but he was, <laughs> but... He was all over the field for them. So if they, they – they've got their pick out of those two guys. And if Jalen Carter slides back behind the Seahawks, Jump on then it. Jalen Carter yeah. really got some issues. Yeah, 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 yeah. If if they don't if they don't take him, if he's still there after they go, then yeah, then then we know that teams know more than we know about the whole situation, the whole legal situation, and and the problems right. that happened down there that have caused this. Because preliminary he, slide for for Jalen. Right. One day after the, uh, the the title game, Jalen Carter was the the number one prospect. Oh, yeah. In all of you know college football. Right. Right. And then, of course, you know, he decided he was going to do, you know, uh, uh, he was going to go join his buddy Vin Diesel out there on the road and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, had that whole issue. Then he showed up at his pro day and it completely out of shape and it didn't work out. So he's there are are definitely questions right now about his about his commitment and about his about his his right. And that's off-field conduct that really and his makeup, his mental makeup, I think. Commitment and football is, you know, A plus B. Right, me. right. So, but as I said, Pete Carroll is the guy that can, that yeah. has raised people's commitment level up just because of who he is and all that. So, Jalen Carter at number five, if he's what we expect him to be, that's going to work out great. They need help on that defensive line on the edge. So that works out well for me. If they call Wilson's name, 
then that's cool with me because you know my last name's Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> and so then I could have a jersey with Wilson on the back that's not, you know. Uh, yeah, that's not yeah, that's not an antique. Right. So <laughs> not a collector's that, item. Right. So either one of those two names works for me. A quarterback in number five does not work for me at all. And uh, just like last year when they were talking about doing that, when they had the first round pick and they took cross, which worked out extraordinarily well. It worked for out them. very well. Worked out very well. Yep. And then in the second round, they resisted that call again. And so that all worked out for them. So let's push that aside right now. So they get their defense. And then on pick number 20, this is who I like. Osiris Torrance. Yeah. Okay. So you talk about he, you know, offensive guards are are iffy, but not him. No. And so and- at number 20, I really like that. They got their offensive tackles a year ago. They get him. Well, he's not Move a center. I talked about center a yeah, minute ago. Move but, him on the inside. That's fine. Right. And Help so out your center. If, if they can do both of those. They solve a lot of problems. They, that solves a lot of problems. Osiris Torrance. Osiris Torrance is not built like an interior lineman, by no. the way. He's about eight foot seven and five hundred and twenty-three pounds. Or I mean, but but he moves like right, but like the wind. Osiris Torrance is a big this boy. This is a guy that allowed no sacks. Yes, no sacks. You show me anyone else that can say if, that. If there's one interior offensive lineman that that we end up seeing come off the board on Thursday. I, I think it's him uh, regardless of teams needs at center or whatever else. I think if there's one interior line, one interior lineman that comes off the board, I think it's him. If, if there's more, obviously he'll be one of them, but uh, you know, I, I like that name for them in terms of shoring up that offensive line and improving it. It's the 27th ranked offensive line in, in, in football. You, you've got nowhere to really go, but up um, right. The two rookie tackles that they started last season actually acquitted themselves pretty well. Right. Just I don't. Just I think they've made that they not a need. Without those two guys. Yeah. Okay, right. Oh, right. <laughs> but I, I I think they've made tackle not a need. But I think that the no, interior that line not really a need, could still. So if they take a tackle, I'm slapping them. You know him. You know the coach and the general manager. Unless it's somebody like. Now, uh, you like I said, you have maybe more insight into what their organizational thinking is or what their direction might be than I do. But, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be the dumbest thing, I don't think. Uh, depending on how the board shakes out, it, if they ended up with, say, a Skaronsky from, from Northwestern and moved him inside, not as a tackle, but fine. as an inside. At number 20, that would he's be not going to be there at number 20. No, no not, he won't be there at 20. He won't be there at 20. And I think seven, I think I agree with you that defense and it's specifically uh, that defensive front is too big a need for them to skip at right. seven, Especially unless they get some player, kind of crazy off your need and the player, you know, come together. Unless, yeah. Un- unless something weird shakes out in the top five, six picks where all of a sudden that number seven pick is really coveted people want to move up and you can maybe gain something by jumping back a little bit. I've heard that the Seahawks want to jump back a little bit and they may well do that, but that's uh, been, a, that's been a John Schneider. That's been a John that's Schneider. Been a, you know, when you come and talk about John Schneider, you don't know what exactly he's going to do. No, but I mean, yeah, trading back is definitely, and, a, and a he lost his magic there for a while, but he gained it back last year. Yeah, no, it, 
I, I have complete confidence in John Schneider. I, there are plenty of other, uh, there are plenty of other executives in this league. I second guess before I second guess John Schneider. All right. Um, so you really, you really do not think if the weird unthinkable happens and one of these top four quarterback prospects is still there on the clock, on the board at seven, you don't think they're going that direction at five. Actually, you think, well, if, oh, yeah, you're right at five. No, you don't think you think they're you think no. they're sold on Geno Smith for the short term and they're comfortable well, with Drew Locke for the short term. They better be. <laughs> they just signed, the they just gave them a huge contract, so they better be. And so, and I just you could ruin your entire draft. If you take a quarterback and he's not the guy. So, and you know, that's not, that's not a Dude, need. For them. We're about to find that out over here in green Bay. We're, gonna about, me, we're, we're about to find out as so we can, we could talk about tons of examples of mm-hmm. quarterbacks in recent days, not only the ancient past, but recent the days. Team we just talked about San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. That have not worked out. So I think the defense is too big a question for them to mess around with the quarterback position at number five. Yeah. So. um, Mr. Wilson does not want to see a Mitch Trubisky in in Seattle. Don't want to see it. (laughs) And um, because, you know, all these guys have question marks, even at the top of these quarterbacks have question marks attached. Right. So. I'm, I'm not seeing it. All right. Uh, let's move on now. Let's look at the Rams, Los Angeles Rams. Again, uh, like <laughs> I said, this is a team, F them picks. They went all in. They you won know, their Super Bowl. It you know, worked. Do you know when the last time they picked number one, when that was? <laughs> when, yeah, when, when's the last time they had a first rounder? They have not picked first since 2016. Right. But – and that was a quarterback have, who happens to be the Detroit starter now. And it, who took them to a Super Bowl. It took them to say. a Super Bowl, and everybody was, you know, apricots and rainbows and right. unicorns and whatever else you want to talk about. But And now they don't have a first-round pick, I guess, until like one year before the sun explodes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, my, my three-year-old, my five-year-old will be, will be adults. <laughs> Wondering why? Why don't the Rams ever have a first round pick? Um, but it but it did work. They have got they have they have been to two Super Bowls since that since that first round pick with Jared Goff. Jared Goff. They have been to two Super Bowls. They have won one. I a lot of people would take that in the last 10, 12 years. Right. Okay. Um. But and 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 it's a team that had the number twenty five ranked offensive line. Their offensive line was absolutely terrible a position that had been a strength for them during that run of six. But terrible offensive line, their defense uh, likewise was not great, even with Aaron Donald. Um, You know, one man can't play for, for the other 10, right? That's how it works in football. It's not basketball. You you can't rely on one dude, uh, you know, to do it for you. No, but, Fantasy wise, Michael Jordan. Okay. If, if Matt Stafford can be healthy, and that's obviously an F. If right. Matt Stafford is healthy, um, Cam Akers looks to be completely recovered from his from yeah, his Achilles injuries. You're ready else. to write him off. Then. Yeah. 
He, I, he and said, I, no, I, I was the leader up. of that train. I was, I was on the, I was the engineer of the right cam acres <laughs> off train. Well, and if you were an engineer, my ass you know, if they still had cabooses, I would be in the caboose. Right <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we were both on the train, just different ends. And, but, and, that, and actually, because I added him to my team at the end of last year. Right. And it worked. Yeah, it did. No, so, it, it, Cam Akers looks like he can be he can be a running back in this league and, and, and a good and a good one. Uh right. you know, we saw it his 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 rookie season. We were like everybody got excited for it, but then the terrible injury hit, and we thought, well, okay, well, maybe we'll just never see Cam Akers. And then he came back and actually looked really, you know, really solid. So they, I don't see that as a giant need for them. He was good enough. They let Daryl Henderson go and Daryl Henderson's still twisted in the wind out you know, on right. free agent land. He still Darryl Henderson signed. is the guy that I was thinking was going to be okay. Maybe better than okay. Same here. And then Same here. he's, I don't who who knows where he is right now. <laughs> and he's still Miles young. Daryl Henderson's only 24, 25 right now. Daryl Henderson's not old yet. But uh, but yeah, Cam Akers. Cam Akers makes running back no. not a need for this team. Um, and Tyler Higby, no. Bryson Hopkins. I mean, they've they've got some they've got some guys at, at tight end that make that not a need. As far as what I can see, yeah, if Stafford's healthy, quarterback's not a need. Plus, they're paying him, you know, Pope money to 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 play for them. But right. wide receiver after Cooper Cup. I don't see a ton Captain. on this on this team to be excited yeah, about. Van and, Jefferson and the, is still and there. The crash and burn that is Allen Robinson is no gone. longer there either. He's gone. Yep. Nope. He is. He's in Pittsburgh now. So you're looking at behind Cooper Cup. You're looking at Van Jefferson, Ben Skaronic, Tutu Atwell, and, and Lance and, McCutcheon. And, and I was burned big time by Van Jefferson, so I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, he's done. 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 Call it off. Absolutely done. So, uh, you know, now again, F them picks has meant that they don't have a first rounder, but they do have a nope. second round pick. They do have, they, they do, they, have they do pick at two pick. five. Right. They, they're not completely bereft of, of draft capital here this season. Two, five, three, six, three, 14. So they'll have a cut. They'll have three picks on day two, including, like I said, the fifth overall pick on day two. I mean, that's, there's still a lot of talent available at two, five, especially this year. Yeah it's really the two, four because of the Miami thing. Um, but wide receiver is, is the one position I think where fantasy wise, we could see the most benefit if they went and got a weapon there at wide receiver. What, what say you there on, on the Rams they, and what they need or need to do or should do. They definitely need to address that position. Unfortunately for them, as we've talked about, no one really blows your skirt up. So, I've got them taking a defensive player with that second round pick. And as you mentioned, they, they need somebody else on that, on that defensive line. And so I'm going to add Isaiah Forky, the edge rusher out of Notre Dame, that's going to come off the board in the second round. Give and Aaron so Donald a hand finally. Yes. And so uh, Aaron Donald and him, that could work a lot. And if he's off, maybe DJ Turner, cornerback out of Michigan up there in your territory. There you go. So I don't, that second round pick, maybe some of the guys that we've discussed previously, they could they could do that. 
but um, their their defense is is like getting old right before our eyes. So <laughs> it, yeah. it really is, and so I, I I see them going that way in that second round, maybe Downs as we talked about earlier out of North Carolina was a yeah, guy that they yeah. could look at, and so. Go. So if if we're talking about fantasy, which of course we are, then Downs I think would excite some people, and in fantasy because you've got Cooper Cup over on the other side, and they have to put like four defenders on him. And uh, I haven't heard anything about it. But I assume he's going to be fully healthy coming into the season. So you put a wide receiver over on the other side, not named Jefferson, then. You've got something that you could look at when you're on your on the clock in your fantasy draft, you know, your rookie draft. Right. All right. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I like your idea of 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 getting Aaron Donald some help on the defensive side early there. Um, you know, they, they don't pick like we said, they don't pick until round two, pick five. They've got a pair of third round picks, though. A, a guy that yeah. you know, and hey, you could do some damage there in the third you, round, you, and, and you can if, if you if you play your cards right. Now, most of the top, like say edge guys or you know pass rushers or whatever, uh, are going to be gone right. know, by the time that they get to to round two five. But a guy that might still be there would be somebody, and uh, hey. Kind of, you know, kind of from their neck of the woods, obviously, would be uh like Leatu Latu from UCLA. Yeah. Uh, a guy, yeah. Hey, a guy that had some injury, you know, things that that cost him some of his some of his college time. But when he gets on the field, I mean, he's he's strong, he's quick, you know, he he, he plays with high motor. Uh, that that's a guy that might still be there when they pick there on in round two that that could help them out in terms of that defensive front and give an Aaron Donald a hand anywhere. Um, in terms of wide receiver, yeah, I agree with you. Somebody like a Josh Downs here um, at that same pick, if he were still available, could really help them out. Now, once you start getting into the third round, now you're—I yeah. mean, now you're talking more dart throws everywhere. Obviously, your top top edge guys right. are way gone by then. Your top wide receivers, even right. in a low wide receiver, you know, even in a down year for wide receivers, necessarily, your top wide receivers are gone. But uh, but they could help themselves out. I think in either one of those two positions, I agree with you completely. There. Uh, let's wrap up real quick here with with a, with our look at the NFC and AFC Wests here. Let's look at the Cardinals. This is a team that that seems to have no direction right now. No, they have none, and this entire draft is going to pivot on what they do, one way or the right. Other. And and so and that that's the thing that makes them really interesting. This is a team that that has needs up and down the board. They have no right. direction as a franchise. They're they're in complete transition, front office wise, right. coaching wise. Roster wise, we have else. no idea if Kyler Murray is going to be healthy to start out. the year. Who knows, you know, who want, who knows who wants to play there? Right. Twenty um, fourth ranked offensive line, the number twenty three DST in football last year. They were just they were they yeah, were not and, solid and, anywhere across the board. Nope. And just ask Kyler Murray what he and their absolute best player that I don't think anybody would argue with. Their absolute best player in in DeAndre Hopkins wants out. And right. is expensive enough that they may need to trade him out and get rid of him just to have some money to spend on, you know, elsewhere. But 
behind him, they've you know, they've 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 spent draft capital and they've 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 made trades. They've got Hollywood Brown. They've got Rondale Moore. They, I mean, they've they've got some options behind him. They've also got Trey McBride and Zach Ertz at tight end. So they've got some options there in the receiving game. They're not going to take a quarterback because they still have Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy can hold the fort down if Murray is not healthy. They're not going anywhere anyway this season, so there's no reason yeah. to to jump off of Colt McCoy or try and take a young guy. Screw your whole like future <laughs> up. Keep yeah. keep keep your eggs in the Kyler Murray basket and just and and run with it for this year. But a couple of positions on offense, I think they could look at. One would be guard, you know, but again, weak interior offensive line draft, uh, and they're picking at one three. They're not going to take somebody now at two three. That that right. might be a position that, that we could talk about. The other position yeah. I think they could look at from a fantasy standpoint, and again, not necessarily at one three, but would be running back. James Conner, right. good running back, when healthy, okay. but he's getting older. He's not healthy ever. Behind him, okay. Corey Clement has never yeah. proven to be much more than roster filler depth. Yeah. Um, as much as that pains me to say as a Wisconsin Badger fan, they've got Tyson Williams, uh, who they brought from the, from the Colts who had a real fun fantasy flash for like two weeks, a year or two ago. Uh, and Keonta Ingram, who I think we all want to be more fantasy wise than he really is going <laughs> to ever be to quote an right. ex Cardinals coach, uh, he is who we thought they were. He is, right? <laughs> yeah, Danny Green. <laughs> so <laughs> running back and guard are the two are two positions I think offensively where I could see them really going. But like you just said, the whole draft, it really looks, especially with the news that Houston is not locked in on taking a quarterback at number I was, two. I was really surprised when I heard that. But I, I heard think I, everybody was was shocked by that because. To all of us out here looking at it, they have a need at the most important position in football, and they're picking number and two overall. Perhaps that's where the Raiders come in. Right. But I think that, yeah, because of Houston's, at least whether it's a smokescreen or whether it's reality, because of Houston's stance, public stance right now, that they're not locked in on a quarterback at two that makes that number three pick for the Cardinals like the linchpin of the entire draft right now. It is. Because if if Houston does not move off of number two. And picks Will Anderson, then who and knows picks what Will Anderson, Either way does not take a quarterback. All of a sudden, that number three pick becomes the most expensive pick in That's right. several and years if, here, right? If that happens, then the Cardinals are going to trade out of oh, it. Oh, no Capward Seaton, why would you not trade down? You've got so many needs. Nobody you're taking at number three is turning that thing around this season. You're already behind the Seahawks and the, and the 49ers in that division. So you've got an uphill battle to even make the playoffs, regardless of what happens with your franchise this season. So why would you not back up? take a King's ransom for that number three pick from someone, yeah. even if, I mean, right. you could even Which talk Indianapolis anyway. into having to move up for one pick. If they could trade out with number four Indianapolis <laughs> and still line up with Lou Anderson, I think that's their best case scenario. That wouldn't that be just, oh, wouldn't that be crazy to see? It would. And Indianapolis may be forced into that because of the Houston that's right. move. Because and they're afraid you talk about unintended consequences. Right. Two quarterbacks do go off in the first two rounds. 
then Indianapolis is going to be, well, someone's going to trade into that number three spot right. and get Arga. So right. let's move up one spot. Indianapolis for possibility. Like for what their needs are and for where their franchise is, Indianapolis sitting at number four is ouch <laughs> because they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't right now. And their right. entire their entire strategy right now seems to hang on what does our division rival in Houston do? They're right. waiting to see what Houston does and, and what Houston does could really, could really negatively affect them. Now there's some talk that they're enamored with, with Will Levis or, or Anthony yeah, Richardson. Well. Who you talk about talk too, but man, uh, yeah. but you don't want to take, I don't think you want to take Will Levis at number four or number three. I don't think you do either, but. But I mean, you could trade I, I out. I wouldn't have traded up to bit. take Trey Lance or Mitch Trubisky either, and look what happened. Right. And so maybe if you trade back a little bit and you could still wind up with him. Right. That might work. But, yeah, the, the, the Cardinals, I think, sitting at number three right now, the, uh, oof, depending on what Houston does at that number two slot, the Cardinals could be sitting on the best asset in the entire in the entire thing. Uh, right. Thursday night is going to be definitely interesting to, to watch from the beginning there. I think that I Which, think that a running back is in play for them. I don't think a running back yeah. obviously is in play for them at no. one three, but maybe at two three, somebody okay. like a Jimmy Gibbs or something. I got a guy for you. Yeah, who, yeah, what do you, what's your okay, thoughts on so that? So in the third round, how about Eric Gray out of Oklahoma? There you go. Wait till the third round. There you go. Wait till the third round, because in the second round, I've got them addressing that wide receiver position, especially if they do trade Hopkins. Quentin Johnson, Johnston or Johnson, Johnson. If they, I think, if they could grab Quentin Johnson at two, three, that'd be gigantic. Yeah. So that starts. And if they trade back and maybe add some more picks or whatever, but you know, Will Anderson is a guy that I think that, you know, they have a lot of needs, but he solves a lot of problems. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I would he really does hesitant to trade knowing that Will Anderson's sitting there. And he could be the top guy without all these quarterbacks. And you can get him at number three. I don't know if I'm and, trading. Well, and they just, I mean, they just had J.J. Watt retire. So, right. I mean, obviously, pass rusher is a need there. I mean, everybody could always say pass rusher is a need because it's such an important position in this league. But, I mean, Arizona is one one team where that's that's not just coach speak i mean that's right that's and, actually... and unlike jalen carter there are no question marks surrounding will anderson no just yeah plug plug and play plug and play take off and let, let, let's get this done uh all right let real quick here we're gonna listen to uh you know to another friend from belly up talk about uh talk about seat geek and when we come <laughs> back on the other side of that you and i can talk about what we've got coming up here and we'll wrap things up Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, thanks to our friend Ryan McCarthy from No Credentials Required for that read there. Kevin, 
I'm excited. I don't know about you. I'm, I am so excited for Thursday night. I will be, I, I will be actually part of belly up sports, uh, you know, draft night coverage there with, with Mr. Mater, Kevin, you'll be on there too. I, I'll be on there night one and night two. Um, but what else do you have coming up this week? What else do you have going on? Where can we find you? Just, you know, let us know what, what's going on with Mr. Wilson. Well, um, uh, tonight, 7 p.m. Central, I will be on as normal on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, baseball fantasy show, and so uh, we're going to be talking tonight about what do we do, what's our strategy as far as the uh, injured list spots, what do we do with that, and uh, drops, holds, pickups, stuff like that. And uh, I just had an article that were posted on Friday about. Because I wrote about players that we can pick that. up. I wrote about players we could drop. Who are players that we need to hold? And so that article is hot. Oh, not so hot because it's Sunday now, but <laughs> pretty hot off the press and lots of conversation. I appreciate all the people getting on there. We had some very nice conversations. What do we? What do you think about this? What da 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 da. So I I really enjoyed that. So that's available right now. And as you mentioned, of course Thursday. And this is why I'm pretty jazzed up because I'm going to be on the call when uh, first round picks <laughs> one through five. I'm right there. You'll be right there if right and there, when your right team gets the jump. pick. Yep. And so we'll find out what the Cardinals do. We'll find out what the Seahawks do. And I'll be right there to be able to comment on it. So I'm looking forward to that very much so. And so, uh, so hopefully you can join us tonight at 7 o'clock. And be there Thursday. You might want to make sure, you know, you got your drink. Okay. Right there. there All right. Go. Thursday, because it's going to be a heck of a night. All right. Yeah. No, I, I will be uh, I'll not joining you per se, but joining everybody else on the, on the draft cast on Thursday night. I'm scheduled to come on literally the pick after Green Bay is scheduled to pick. So I'll be able to at least talk about it. If not, if not, you know, deal with their actual live pick, depending on what they decide to do here in the draft but i'll be on night one i'll be on night two as well so i've got that going on i've got several draft uh articles coming out later this week i've got i'll have two coming out today and i'll have one probably uh daily here coming out until thursday on bellyupfantasysports.com so get over there and check that out as well i'm interested to watch you and vince tonight uh say hi to vince for me i'm coming off I my first do that. i am coming off my first ever fantasy baseball weekly win Okay. Against Mr. Vince. Okay. So I'll have to point that out. Yeah. To yeah. 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 Don't be happy to point that out. Don't rub it in too much. <laughs> well, but, you know, I can't do any promises because <laughs> when he beat me in the playoffs last year, he let you have was it. a lot of rubbing it in going yeah. on. All uh, right. Yeah. So I'll take any advantage I can. And the rookie. Yeah. The rookie's first ever fantasy baseball win came against, came against the, the, the guru, the master. Vince. So uh, yeah, let him know that for me, but say hi to him for me. I'm looking forward to that, that uh, episode as well. Cause again, that's, that's an aspect of strategy in fantasy baseball that I'm still looking at and learning myself is how do I, how do I manage not, not just my, my, my injured list, but my bench, you know, is it, is it better to have position players is better to have a a stable of pitchers to, to choose from. And, and with the, with the injured list right now, right now, I had Kyle Wright. I had Joe Musgrove to start the season. So I had those guys kind of languishing away on my, on my, on my injured list bench. Um, Musgrove's coming off today. 
or he came off last night actually to make yep, a start, he, which he is did, nice. Yes, and I and I, yep. and I did what and he did well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've got a couple of long term. I've jumped on some guys that that I might have to wait on a little bit. I picked up Adam Duvall. He was dropped in our league um, because I need help in in the outfield. I could use an upgrade in the outfield. And if Adam Duvall comes back off the injured list, and even if it's late May, and has some and and, and is is playing the same way he played before the injury, I'd be sitting okay there. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm still learning some of that kind of strategy and, and, and what's the best way to manage my bench and my IL. So I'm looking forward to that tonight too, but, uh, yeah, definitely say hi to Vince. Definitely everybody come, come and check out belly up, uh, belly up fantasies coverage of the NFL draft, belly up sports coverage of the NFL. Yeah, definitely draft want to check into later. that. Cause there's going to be, a, it's going to be fun. Right. And check both belly up fantasy sports.com and belly up sports.com right. draft right. coverage all week leading up to that. Uh, But until then, we will see you next week at this time. We'll break down the first round of the draft here and talk about some of our favorites, uh, favorite selections and head scratches. Favorites and not so favorite. (laughs) But until then, everybody, hey, have a good one. Slanjava, thanks for coming in, Kevin. And we will see you all next week. Yeah, as always.